This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship service from St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on July 2nd, 2023. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. The Holy Gospel for this Sunday is written in Matthew chapter 10, reading from verse 40 to 42. Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward, and whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple Truly, I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Grace and mercy and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen. The theme for today's sermon is welcoming Jesus by serving the persecuted church. As we prepare to meditate on God's word, let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. My dear sisters and brothers in Christ, I wonder if you have ever overheard a conversation without knowing the context, and it's been a little bit confusing to you. When I put this to my family, there were a couple of uh, examples that they came up with. Uh, The statement, don't close that window or you'll be stuck on the roof, was one that came to mind. Uh, And also, "I I don't have a dog, I have a sister, was another one. I'll leave you to be confused by those for the rest of the sermon, maybe, and hope that doesn't distract you too much. That's the feeling that I had when I came to today's gospel verses. I felt like I was overhearing a conversation without fully understanding the context. In these verses, Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. Now, without doubt, the Bible speaks to us very personally as the word of God. But sometimes it's really crucial to grasp the context to avoid any misunderstandings. In these verses, Jesus is not speaking primarily to us. We are overhearing them. So to whom is Jesus speaking? We're going to explore the context, which was the the gospel reading from last Sunday's uh, lectionary. Let me read some of those verses. Jesus says... Brother will betray brother to death, and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid you are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, 
I will also disown before my Father in heaven. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Last week in his sermon, Pastor Neville pointed out that these words from Matthew chapter 10 are actually somewhat difficult for us to understand and receive. They're challenging for us to comprehend because they largely fall outside our personal experience. However, for over 360 million Christians around the world today, Jesus' words in Matthew 10 are simply the daily reality of their life. In context, Jesus is primarily addressing the persecuted church here in Matthew chapter 10. He speaks directly to those who are shunned by their families, at risk of death, and persecuted because of their faith and their willingness to acknowledge Jesus. It's to these individuals that Jesus says, whoever welcomes you welcomes me. Now, I acknowledge that in our post-Christian culture in Australia, we as Christians can expect to be more and more unwelcome in the world. And I'm sure that many of you have experienced that in your workplace or your family or your sporting clubs. And that shouldn't surprise us. However, as Christians in Australia, we are not currently facing immediate threats of exclusion, job loss, starvation, torture, or death because of our faith. So, considering that Jesus is primarily speaking these words to persecuted Christians, what do these words from Matthew's Gospel say to us? Let's examine today's Gospel text again. Jesus says that whoever welcomes his followers welcomes him particularly his persecuted ones. Those who welcome a prophet or a righteous person will receive corresponding rewards. Even offering a simple act of kindness, like a cup of cold water, or as someone suggested this morning, a cup of hot tea, to a disciple of Jesus will not go unrewarded. So for us, these words of Jesus are a promise. They assure grace and the very presence of Jesus himself to those who extend grace to Christians, especially to those who are facing persecution. It's almost as if Jesus is saying, and I'm skirting around the edge of a Lutheran heresy here, but it's almost as if Jesus is saying that his persecuted followers are a sacrament of himself, a tangible embodiment of his own presence. There are a number of organizations such as Open Doors that serve persecuted Christians around the world. Open Doors in particular annually releases a world watch list highlighting the 50 most dangerous countries, that's right, the 50 most dangerous countries around the world to follow Jesus. 
And we're going to play a short video for you from Open Doors. This is a description of their World Watch list from 2022, so from last year. Right now, somewhere in the world, a Christian is being persecuted for their faith in Jesus. A church is being attacked. A Christian family chased from their village. A pastor thrown into prison and a Christian-run business shut down. In response to this, for the last 30 years, Open Doors has released the World Watch List, revealing the 50 most dangerous countries to be a Christian. The World Watch List unpacks persecution, where it happens and how it impacts the church. But how is this list made? Every year, Open Doors field workers measure and monitor developing trends in persecution through on-the-ground interviews and data collection. Each country receives a score based on a report of violent incidents and pressure experienced in a Christian's life, like pressure from their family to deny their faith, or pressure from their local community or government to renounce Jesus. This score, out of 100, then determines a country's ranking on the World Watch List. But it's so important to remember, this list is about so much more than just numbers. It shows us where God is at work and building His church in the midst of hardship. It represents millions and millions of Christians willing to follow Jesus no matter the cost. And every Christian should understand the true cost of following Jesus. And so, at Open Doors, we create the World Watch List to help you grow your understanding of persecution and be equipped to pray with the persecuted church who should never suffer alone. To discover the World Watch List, go to opendoors.org.au forward slash WWL or opendoors.org.nz forward slash WWL so that we can all understand the cost of following Jesus together. I also have a physical copy of the World Watch list for 2023, if anyone is interested in um, having a, a look at that after the service. And North Korea has returned uh, to the spot at number one um, on the World Watch list. Afghanistan uh, took that spot in 2022 because of the rise of the Taliban. It's hard to watch, isn't it? It's hard to think about. At this point, my friends, I want to express gratitude for the acts of mercy that are carried out in Jesus' name and the justice ministry that we have here at St. Paul's. Mother Teresa wisely said, do little things with great love. And I'm confident that as individuals and as a congregation, we are already doing many acts of love, many little things with great love some of which we may not even be aware of. Thank you. I'm sure that many of you already pray for the persecuted church. Thank you. Jesus promises that you will certainly not lose your reward. But I'd like us to take this gospel reading today as an invitation for us to be intentional, both as individuals and as a community, 
in praying with and serving the persecuted church. These acts can be as simple as praying for persecuted Christians, all the way through to writing letters to Christians who are imprisoned for their faith, or contributing to provide Bibles or life-saving resources, medical aid, etc. It can also involve developing relationships with Christian refugees who've come to Australia and have found their ways to our community and standing and walking with them. Once you've seen the World Watch list, you can't unsee it, I think. Once you've read the story of a persecuted believer, it's hard to forget it. So, does serving the persecuted church become just another burden on our Christian to-do list? Well, actually, I believe that welcoming Jesus by serving the persecuted church actually brings life to our own faith. It doesn't become just another thing to do, but a way that Jesus gets more deeply into our heart. Because here is a promise of Jesus' own presence. If we could just go back one slide. These persecuted believers don't just know about Jesus. They know Jesus deeply and personally, and they've come to know him in that way through their suffering. These are people who embody the truth that St. Paul expresses in Philippians chapter 3. For the sake of Christ, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have lost all things. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. As one example, Open Doors shares a story about a Christian woman from North Korea named Hia Wu. She managed to escape not once, but twice from North Korean prison camps. During her time in one of these camps, she started a secret church for women who had come to faith in Jesus. They gathered to worship in the only place where the guards would not come, the toilet block. Hia Wu survived a treacherous river crossing to escape into China, where she received a precious Bible. She painstakingly copied out <laughs> the whole New Testament by hand, and as she did so, she memorized the New Testament. Today, her handwritten Bible is her most prized possession. And Hia Wu says... Whenever someone sees the pages I've written, he or she should give thanks to God for his faithfulness and pray that he will set the North Korean people free. Her story is a testament to her deep knowledge of Christ and her participation in his sufferings. And for me, when I read stories like that, her faith inspires me to seek a deeper and bolder faith while also praying for persecuted Christians. You see, when we make room in our hearts for the persecuted church through prayer and partnership, we actually make space for Jesus, according to his words here in the Gospel.
As we grow in understanding and compassion for them, we grow more intimate with Jesus. By serving the persecuted church, Jesus promises that we are serving him. If anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, Jesus says, that person will certainly not lose their reward. When we encounter Christians who experience betrayal, hatred and abandonment, we encounter Jesus who was betrayed and hated and forsaken for us so that we could be welcomed as friends of God. As we listen to the courageous stories of persecuted believers, we are strengthened in our resolve to follow Jesus and boldly proclaim the truth, even in the face of adversity. When we pray for those who are abandoned by their families because of their faith, we draw nearer to Jesus who was forsaken by his Father on the cross to bear the sins of the world. As we walk alongside those who are daily risking death, picking up their cross to follow Jesus, the one who bore his cross to Calvary walks more closely beside us. And as we encounter those who literally give their lives for the sake of the gospel, we are drawn deeper into the life that only the resurrected one can provide. Imagine if Jesus returned from heaven and knocked on your door in the eastern suburbs of Melbourne. Would you welcome him in? I am sure you would. Well, in his graciousness, Jesus invites us to welcome him by serving the persecuted church. When we serve the least of his brothers and sisters, we are welcoming Jesus himself. And we will certainly not lose our reward. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds and the hearts and minds and bodies of the persecuted church in Christ Jesus our Lord.